All right, welcome back to another episode talking USC basketball. I'm Chris Penrose here on the Believe Podcast Network. A lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to talk about USC's uh, big win against Stanford at home, starting off 2-0 in conference, and then take a look forward to uh, the Oregon trip. Got Oregon State in Corvallis on Thursday night, and then Oregon Ducks Sunday afternoon in Eugene. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations to Nick Rakosevich getting Pac-12 Player of the Week. Uh, first week of Pac-12 Conference, that's awesome for him. Nick averaged 25 points in nine rebounds against Stanford and Cal uh, and two wins at the game. Also, uh, last episode we talked about Jordan Usher transferring. He has picked the school. He's going back home to the state of Georgia, uh, and he will be playing at Georgia Tech after sitting out the first semester next year. I believe uh, since he transferred before classes began that he will be eligible uh, for half the season uh, in 2020. So uh, let's talk about Stanford. Stanford came into the game at the Galen Center after a bit of a, a bit of a butt whooping against UCLA, and there's one thing that uh, I always remember from our road trips. So, the goal when you get into conference, and I would say, you know, all of my coaches at USC, and remember I had four, uh, said the exact same thing. They said, "Win at home, try to split on the road." So, going into Oregon. It would be great to get two wins. You want to get at least one win. You don't want to come out with no wins. And whenever you lose that first game on the road, your train of thought and your focus is so much higher going into that second game, that Saturday-Sunday game. And so Stanford came in. You knew they were going to be focused. You knew that they wanted to get at least one win and split in Los Angeles. So you knew that they were going to come out and give us their all. What was amazing is SC came out and was up 13-0 before you could blink your eyes. They came out and really pounded the ball in the post. Nick Rakosevich uh, really started off the game hot, got the ball off the defensive rebound, pushed it. Trojans were phenomenal in transition in the first half. I thought they did a really good job turning from defense to offense very quickly. Were able to get a bunch of layups, a bunch of wide-open shots. And even though Benny got in foul trouble in the beginning of the game, he only played eight minutes in the first half, the Trojans were able to take a 10-point lead into halftime. I was pretty impressed with that. They rebounded the ball well, limited their turnovers. Derek Thornton, after his huge game against Cal, I thought did a good job of continuing to play within his game, not really force anything, not taking bad shots, although he wasn't as efficient offensively as he was in the Cal game. He still managed the game well, made some good passes, did have a couple turnovers, didn't take any bad shots, and I thought he he played floor general very well. Defensively, although SC played the majority of the first half in zone, I actually thought their activity and their effort in the zone was very good. I thought the hands were up, they got a bunch of deflections, they weren't giving up wide open threes, they were, they were rebounding the ball out of the zone, which is always a tough thing to do. So I was actually pretty impressed with how they were playing defense in the first half. 
Now in the second half, <laughs> the defense wasn't as sharp as it was. Um, I thought that the zone in the beginning of the second half was a little slow, a little lazy. You can probably attribute that to all the minutes that, that the majority of the guys have been playing. Uh, they gave up a bunch of wide open threes. Stanford's freshman, uh, Cormac Ryan, shot the ball extremely well. Uh, he went six of eight from the three uh, in the second half. And, uh, and he played very, very well. Ended up with 18 points. Um, gave up a lot of open threes. Offensively wasn't as sharp. Missed some shots. And before you knew it, Stanford was up three. Now, if you watched USC this season... As soon as Stanford hit a three to go up three, you would have sat there and go, uh-oh, I think we're done. This team, this season, has not been very good at responding positively when they get punched in the mouth. They got punched in the mouth by Stanford in the second half, and I was very, very proud and very happy of this team and how they responded. They hung in the game. They hit a big three, tied the game. They went back and forth a little bit. Uh, and then when Jonah Matthews went down, I think all of us, our, our hearts just sunk into our stomach. And we thought, oh no, we're already only going seven guys deep. The coaches walked over to Devin Fleming, the walk-on, and said, you better get ready. And you're sitting there going, look, worst case scenario, Jonah's out for a month or two. Like, what is this team going to look like? What's going to happen? Not only is he one of the captains of the team, he's the guy that we're really hoping we can count on for a big shot when needed. And up to this point, he's been hot and cold, but against Stanford, I thought he was shooting the ball pretty well. And he just hit a big runner in the lane when he came down and rolled his ankle. So that was that was a little ner nerve-wracking. I think this team really rallied around that and seeing Jonah come back onto the court from the locker room, I think gave this team a lot of confidence, not only in themselves, but uh, in their teammates. Defensively, once SC started getting their lead up, uh, Jonah Matthews, when he came back, was guarding uh, Stanford's Ryan, who was hitting all those threes, and he was still getting open and hitting shots. The coaches then challenged Shaquan Aaron to shut him down. And they basically got in his face and said, this is going to be your defensive assignment. You shut him down. You don't let him take any more shots. Don't even let him catch the ball. And I thought Shaq actually did a phenomenal job shutting him down. And that really slowed down Stanford in general. And that's how Essie was able to kind of continue to build on their lead. Down the stretch, uh, Derek Thornton and Benny Boatwright. I thought they played phenomenally in the last 10 minutes of that game. Derek really handled the ball well, had some really good passes. His penetration going to his left and finishing with his left hand, he did it twice uh, to really help build that lead. That was, that was fantastic. I thought his defense was very good. Benny, they couldn't stop him. Uh, they, they, SC did a good job when Stanford went to zone. They put Benny uh, in the middle, shifting around so he could catch it at the free throw line. And he could either shoot it, he could drive it. Uh, and the defense just sucked in on him. And that was able to create uh, other opportunities for players on the perimeter. But I thought Benny did a phenomenal job uh, uh, really carrying the team offensively, especially in the last like five minutes of the game. Stanford just had no answer for him. 
And as soon as the ball went into Benny in the post and Stanford didn't double, he just had his way with Stanford. It was it was really good to watch. And I, I've been very, very impressed and very happy with how Benny's been playing these first two games of the Pac-12 season. Now, going into the Oregon schools, he's going to have a pretty good test uh, in Trace Trinkle at Oregon State, especially on Thursday night. So after USC 77-66 victory over Stanford, they go to Corvallis, Oregon, where they play a very good Oregon State team uh, loaded with juniors and seniors. So older team, experienced team. They've just come over, or excuse me, they're coming off of a 77-72 win at Oregon. Now granted, Oregon's lost uh, a couple players, uh, one to transfer, Bull Bull, their big five-star freshman uh lost him for the remainder of the season due to injury. So Oregon was a little depleted in terms of their roster, but still a very, very good team. And Oregon State went to Matt Court, very tough place to play, and came out with a 77-72 victory. So very impressive. But let's take a look at Oregon State's roster. So they're really run by their three main guards. So you have the the Thompson kids uh, out of Bishop Montgomery High School, Stephen and Ethan Thompson, and then the coach's son, uh, Trace Trinkle. Those three guys uh, average, they're each averaging about 35 minutes a game, so they're not coming out. Uh, Trace Trinkle's really leading them with about 20 points a game. Uh, Stephen Thompson's averaging 14 points a game, and Ethan Thompson's averaging 12 points a game. Next person's about eight. So you can see where the majority of their scoring is coming from. Oregon State does play eight or nine guys. Um, that's They're obviously going to have an advantage uh, on depth, although I'm hearing that Elijah Weaver is 100% going to play against Oregon State, which will be awesome. And then uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but Kevin Porter Jr., he's practicing. He says he feels good. So we'll see if he plays against Oregon or Oregon State, but... Uh, that would be unbelievable if we can get him back for these road games. I'd like for him to have at least a couple games under his belt uh, before playing UCLA uh, the next week. But Oregon State's going to be a really tough test for USC. It's going to be their first road game in the conference. Obviously, I think SC's going to play a lot of zone. Those three guys can really shoot it. Oregon State's front court's pretty big. Uh, 6'11", 7 feet. So they're going to have some size. So rebounding out of the zone is going to be imperative. Nikola Rokosevich, I think, is going to have a really good matchup. He's going to be going up against that he should be familiar with, uh, Gligori Rokosevich. Uh, he's from Montenegro, uh, similar to Nick. Those guys have seen each other for three years now, very familiar with each other. Uh, they're going to be battling. So Nick played really well against Callan Stanford. I didn't think he had a whole lot of resistance at the rim when he went to went to his post moves. He will have resistance in both of these games, especially against Oregon State. Really interested to see how that matchup is going to work out for him. And then Benny Boatwright, he's also going to see some length uh, guarding him. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Trace Trinkle on Benny Boatwright uh, since he's about 6'8". He can match up with him in the post a little bit. Uh, if Oregon State plays a lot of man, I think that we'll see that matchup quite often, and that'll be a good test for Benny. And then I think the keys to the game against Oregon State, uh, rebound. Uh, the Rebounding is going to be so important for this game. I cannot stress it enough. 
rebounding, pushing the ball, and taking your time on offense. Oregon State might try to do a little 1-2-2 press, fall back into a zone. What they want to do there is they want to speed you up, make you want to shoot threes. SC's going to have to be calm, collected. Once they get it into the front court, run your offense, get good shots, no turnovers, and I think they'll have a good chance to win the game. Now let's look at Oregon. So Oregon was a top 25 team to start the season. Big recruiting class, uh, kind of highlighted by Bull Bull from Southern California. He was their leading scorer before he went down with a season-ending injury, averaging uh, 21 points and 9 rebounds. Then Abu Kibab, who started three games, played in 10 for Oregon, decided to transfer. And then Kenny Wooten uh, suffered a broken jaw. So Oregon, like I said earlier, their roster uh, has gone through some ups and downs, just like SC's roster has. And they're trying to establish an identity as much as anyone else in the conference. So it's going to be interesting to see. They only have eight scholarship players that are ready to go right now. I can't quite remember what the timeline is for Kenny Wooten's return, but he obviously will be back uh, by the time the Oregon schools come down to visit us uh, later on in the year. But this is a very, very tough place to play. Matt Court. Always gets good crowds, fun environment. Oregon always plays well at home. And it's going to be very interesting to see what this team's going to look like. So you know they have Peyton Pritchard, great point guard. He's been there for a very long time. Uh, he's going to be the guy handling the ball. He's going to be the guy. He's averaging like 38 minutes a game. He does not come out of the game. Lewis King, freshman from New Jersey. He's a big-time player, too. He was part of that big recruiting class with Bull Bull. Uh, he's averaging about eight points a game, four rebounds. SC's going to have to do a really good job of keeping him off the glass, but he's a guy who can light it up, and he can score at will once he puts his mind to it. A matchup I'm pretty interested to look at is uh, Paul White, who's a redshirt senior for Oregon. He's also one of their top-leading scorers right now. He's going to match up against Benny Boatwright, 6'9 versus 6'10. Uh, both play very similarly, can shoot outside, can take it inside. That's going to be a really fun matchup to watch. Um, if Benny if Benny can, can get loose on Paul White, I think SC is going to get a big lead and hopefully can hang on to it early. Now, something to remember, SC went to the Oregon schools last year and swept the Oregon schools. It was the first time they had done that in a very, very long time. It's a great road trip. The Oregon road trip was always one of my favorite road trips. It was the first road trip that I was able to go on as a freshman. Really fun environments, great student sections, great arenas. I wish I, I, wish I could go back. I still, I still got a semester of eligibility. I might just fly up there and see if they'll throw me in. We need bodies. But uh, I'm really looking forward to both these games. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, kind of like I said at the beginning of the podcast, best case scenario, obviously you come out with two wins. What you're really shooting for is a good split. If you win that first game, all the pressure's off that second game. You can go out there and have a little bit more fun. Uh, if you don't win that first game, then the pressure is definitely on you. So uh, good luck to SC going to Oregon. 
Next week, uh, we'll talk a little bit about UCLA. Obviously, big rivalry game. Uh, and then we'll recap uh, these two games up in Oregon. So with that, uh, that's it for me. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like the show, and we hope you do, uh, we are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V as in Victor.com, and at Believe underscore L-A. Thanks again for listening, and fight on.